The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Deep Soul Dialogue with Nellie Loth. Discover the truth of who you really are. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Nellie. I am the host of Deep Soul Dialogue. Discover the truth of who you really are. So on behalf of the Superpower Network... And this channel, the superpowers of the soul, I'm so glad that you're here. You know, I want to talk about something that's really important in challenging times. It's a quality of mind that we want to develop, but it's really hard to develop. At least I found it very challenging. I want to talk about the cultivation of the power of the mind we call perseverance perseverance. That is, by definition, the persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Again, perseverance is persisting in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Now, why is that so hard on the spiritual path? Well, obviously, because we still have thoughts of maybe despair, hopelessness, anger, fear, self-doubt. You're on the path. You're working really, really hard. Maybe, maybe you have a spiritual teacher. You go to church. You do your pranams. You read. You meditate. And your mother still drives you nuts. Or your spouse or your kids. Or you're still fearful for the environment and the world. You're still angry at actions other people are taking. What's really happening is you still haven't found the peace that passes understanding. Let's face it, that's what this is all about, spiritual practice. First begins when I know the peace I am seeking is not outside of me. Now that is a huge breakthrough. No matter how much money I make, no matter what I think I've attained, success, reputation, none of that can really bring you the deep peace that passes understanding, that profound sense of contentment, tranquility, calm. The reason you can't get it from the outside is because it's already in you. It came with you. It's the greatest quality of the soul. If you believe in God and God is love, then knowing this love, being submerged, subsiding in that love is peace. If you follow the path of the Buddha, it's when you find through wisdom, study, practice that the heart opens into great compassion that holds all others and only thinking of others do you find peace every path teaches a way to come into 
this state of mind that despite all the appearances, circumstances, or conditions of your life, you're contented. And it takes great perseverance. And it's the hardest thing for me because on my spiritual practice, despite decades of practice, seeking, traveling, going to places with great masters, I still found myself battling my mind. And I would get into great state of, oh my gosh, a sense, no matter what I do, I will never find that peace. The ego loves this. The ego wants you to give up. Because if the ego gets you to give up, you will never seek that peace, which annihilates the ego. An ego is an identity with a body, a personality, your history, and your story. But you're greater than that. And so to get past the ego, I have to persevere. And the closest I come to accomplishment, the greater the resistance. I know, I know, I've studied this. I think persistence was probably the greatest superpower besides that gratitude and humility. God knows I persisted, and there were many times I wanted to give up. Many times I battled deep depression, darkness. And to be honest with you, for that I'm grateful because I can sit here and say to you, never, never, never give up. That's what I want to talk to you about today. In times when there's great opportunity to learn peace is when there is a time of great challenge. They call it the Kali Yuga, a dark age. But we're trying to find enlightenment, so I have to flip that switch, turn the light on. And it is through perseverance, and again, I can only describe my experience my challenge, and again, for which I'm great, very grateful, gratefully humbled by all the challenges I thought were stumbling blocks on the path, but in fact were the greatest steps in attainment. First, just grasp that the great obstacles that you are challenged with are the great steps that will actually take you to the goal of this peace. So we're going to talk about persevering. It is my heart's deepest hope that this podcast helps encourage you. Do not give up. Don't even give up on peace. No matter how hateful the world or your own thoughts, because ultimately... It's about your own thoughts. No, how, no matter how dark it feels where you are, don't give up. Because you must be very close to attainment. I'm going to pause here for just a few moments for station identification. Get yourself centered, open, and receptive. As we go deeper on this spiritual pilgrimage with the help of the quality that we cultivate, the quality of perseverance. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. 
If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Hi, my friends. Welcome back. We're still talking and contemplating the extraordinary power of perseverance on the spiritual path. Naturally, it's a way of opening your heart when it feels the most closed. It's the unclenching of the fist. It's hardest to cultivate compassion and perseverance when we are the most hopeless, sad, or overwhelmed by despair. And all of us, all of us experience that. That's essential to the human condition, but you're not just human. You're also sacred, divine. Here's how I first really got insight that helped me overcome the obstacle of my own self-doubt and perseverance. Again, I've been on this path quite a long time since I was quite young. And no matter how much I did, as I said before, I often came up against my own deep self-doubt and self-consciousness. One time I went to an ashram. So an ashram is a very great sanctuary. It's a center for spiritual practice. Usually there's a guru and a great teacher. In the Hindu tradition, this ashram is to help us develop the power of bhakti, the power of devotion to a teacher. It helps us learn about satsang, which is creating and cultivating a community. It's in every tradition. This communion, this community, and an ashram that I was involved with had a very great teacher, a very great guru. And I went to be with this teacher. And there were so many other people coming that the odds were very much against anyone actually being in the same room or hall where she was giving a great address. People all over the world were tuning in. People all over the world wanted to be right in the physical presence of this teacher. And she was speaking about devotion to God and service and what we call the self. And I went to the actual ashram where she was present, and thousands of us were very quietly moving in such an order. It was astounding. And we were being assigned certain rooms all over this huge center, many, many buildings. And I ended up in the same room with her, which I felt was a great boon. I felt it was very auspicious. I'm in the same room with this great saint. The room is so full that we're being sat cushion to cushion on the floor. I was sitting on the floor on a meditation cushion, knee to knee, knee to back, back to knee. In other words, you were very tightly packed in. And once you got sat, it would be very, very difficult to move. 
But I was overwhelmed with this excitement and, oh, I'm so grateful. I'm sitting here with this great saint. This is going to further my experience of love for God and all humanity. And, and we finally get centered and settled and we're chanting and meditating. And I'm overwhelmed with this hope. And she begins this beautiful address. She's going to give a beautiful talk. And as she begins to speak, oh my gosh, I felt as if I fell into a deep, dark well, very dark. I don't know what was happening, but somehow her presence was bringing up my darkest thoughts of myself. Oh my gosh, I was overwhelmed with this hopeless, despair, self-consciousness. It was horrible. Every thought I've ever had about myself, every grief, every sadness, every moment when I regretted who I was, what I said, what I did, it was overpowering. And I was overwhelmed by the need to get out of that room. I wanted to run. That's a very important point. When we hit the darkness in ourselves, we want to run. One way to do it is to project it out into the world. But through the grace of this being, this saint, this Christ-like being, I couldn't run. I couldn't escape my own dark thoughts. That's spiritual practice, facing them. But I didn't want to. I was crushed, overwhelmed by grief. In the presence of this saint, instead of feeling her grace, I was feeling self-hatred. And all of a sudden, her face, which was way across this huge room, was right in front of me, though. I felt her face, and I saw it in front of me. And she said, sooner or later, we all come to this place. Sooner or later, we all come to this place. This is the great grace, the great teaching of a great being, the great grace. We all come to this place. The only way out is to face the darkness that is not out there, but in us. And that takes perseverance. We all want to run from it. Who wants to feel terrible? But you already feel terrible. You think it's caused by someone outside or an outer condition and no matter what it is and how dark and how crushing, don't give up, persevere. Because in that lump of dark coal, in that dark, dark, dark rock, is a diamond. You must keep mining. You must keep digging through the rock-like thoughts that keep you separate. It may be grief for yourself or someone else, for the loss of someone. It could be concern for your child. Persevere by first finding in you a love that will overtake your self-doubt. Perseverance, for me, 
had to become a companion. I hated that I needed to keep persevering. I kept thinking, decades ago, I should be enlightened. Oh, for God's sakes, I, by now I should have gotten it. And I kept coming back to the same feelings. Different job, different relationship, same feelings. It's hard not to think you're failing. Sooner or later, we all come to this place. And when you feel the power of that statement, you know that every great saint also had to grapple with the darkness. No matter how enlightened they appear, every great being has overcome the darkness by finally wrestling with it in their heart and mind. One of my favorite of all teachers is Bede Griffiths, the Benedictine monk priest from England who helped found the Christian ashram movement, creating this Christian ashram in South India. All you have to see is face. It's just filled with humility and love for God. He dressed like a sadhu. He would dress in the long orange lungi, like a Hindu sadhu. He integrated the East and the West, the Divine Mother with the Father. Great devotion for Christ became love for all traditions. He embodies it. Bede Griffiths taught this. Perseverance is the essential requirement in the practice of yoga. It has to be done day by day, week by week, year by year, until the mind is brought to the still point where it is open to the grace of God. It must come back to the still point. Be still and know that I am God. I promise you that the closer you come to that stillness, to the threshold open to receive this grace, what we call the ego is going to do everything it can to keep you from finding it. For finding God overcomes the identity with the small personality. It's like trying to help you get over your history so you can be only present. Because when I am present, still, open to the grace of God, I become empty. Nellie becomes just this empty, open space that, God willing, the voice of compassion, love, wisdom, mercy can speak through her. That's what I try to do. But getting Nellie out of the way isn't easy. She's stubborn, willful. So you don't judge it. You don't judge yourself and say, oh, my God, I'm never going to get it. But I did. I've judged myself every time I got to these dark places. But I can move through it quicker because I can say this thought of darkness is false. Be still and know that I am God. 
This is a statement that I had to persist in finding the experience of. You want to experience the peace that passes understanding. And the path will eventually bring you to the obstacle. The obstacle to knowing your perfection. The obstacle to knowing how great you are is thinking yourself to be other than that. And that's everything you think you are. Over and over, the way I experienced it was, you know, I did want the boyfriend, the house, the car. I wanted everything everybody else wanted, but I wanted God more. And I've spoken of this and taught this, that every time I didn't get it or people were mean to me, boy, did I hate that on the job. People were mean or I became the object of gossip. And I would say, why don't they like me? Which would only make it worse. And I would enter into self-pity and don't judge yourself for that. I would think, shouldn't I be more advanced than this? And I would say, what is it I want from having a good reputation? I want to be liked where you are love. What is it I want from having more money? Security. You already have that. I am that I am is your security. What do I want if I had a better house? Safety, security, love. You can't get it. You have it. You are it. And so I felt as if something were taken out of my hand. It was always beyond the reach of my grasping. Now, let me say that again. This peace that passes understanding is beyond the reach of your grasping. And you keep grasping and picture your hands out there in grasping space. And every time you don't get what you want, your fist just closes on nothing and you bring your hands back into your lap. You keep reaching for something you want. You want to attain this, that, or the other. But instead of getting it, your fists close around nothing and you bring your hands back to rest. That is the practice of persevering. The thing you are reaching for is in you. But you must look at what you're grasping at. That takes a lot of courage. Because if you think it's ugly out there, what happens if you know you're creating it in there? And I'm pointing in here, in my own mind, I can create a world of goodness or slaughterhouse, depending on what I believe. And that depends on the thoughts I'm cultivating. It's all an inside job. Yeah, 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 you've heard this. And yeah, it is hard. Go back with me into that hall at that ashram. There, there are a few thousand people with me just in that hall, and I couldn't have moved if I wanted. I couldn't get away from these dark thoughts. And yet this being of great, great love and compassion and devotion to God, she came right to me and said, sooner or later, we all come to this place. And all my resistance fell away. 
I felt a light come into the darkest place in me, and that's what's taken so much perseverance, drilling and drilling and drilling to concretized thoughts, thoughts that feel solid. You think you know the reality of the world because you feel it, but it's just a feeling that you've concretized, you've made appear solid by thinking over and over and over thoughts that are not kind, and it always must begin within you. And it does take perseverance. And so right now, I want you to be with me in that hall and picture your teacher right in front of you. And whatever you're grappling with that seems impossible, I cannot bring light into this darkness. Just let it go. It's as if you say to the guru, to God, to Christ, there you go. Must have been a good point I'm making. It's as if you're saying to Christ, to the guru, to the teacher, to the self, I have nothing really to offer you. But this darkness. And the teacher says, finally. Because when you offer me your darkness, when you persevere and break through to finally realize all you have is that, I can then give you all I have to offer, which is remembrance. The remembrance of who I am that I am. It's as if I make this exchange. I must persevere in exchanging dark thoughts, beliefs, judgments in exchange for grace. Sooner or later, we all come to this place. Let me say it another way. The great writer, American writer, and abolitionist Harriet Beecher Stowe says it beautifully. And I know you all can identify this. When you get into a tight place and everything goes against you, till it seems as though you could not hang in a moment longer, never give up then, for it is just the place and time that the tide will turn. Let me say that again. When you get into a tight place and everything goes against you till it seems as though you could not hang in a minute longer, never give up then, for it is just the place and time that the tide will turn. Wow. That is an existential leap of faith. The tide will turn at the very moment. You're the most hopeless. And, and then <laughs> I thought I had done that so many times. I said, wait, I've already done that. I, something else happens. It's this total collapse. You must keep trying to do it. You must keep persevering at perseverance. You must keep persevering. And then it just happens. I can tell you it has happened for me. I have a predominantly profound contentment in my life. And I did not attain the outer things. It's an interior reality. I shouldn't have it any more than anyone else. And I say to you, sooner or later, we all come to this place. If Nellie can do it, you can do it. You come right to the threshold. I can't go on another moment. Don't give up. All the grief you're feeling, the hopelessness, don't give up. 
It is not an obstruction to the path. It is the path. And you are cultivating one of the six perfections. The perfection of perseverance. In Buddhism, these are the qualities of an enlightened bodhisattva. Those beings who are here to help us, to save us. A bodhisattva. Those beings who are filled with perfection, joy, liberated. The liberated ones who have gone beyond, just like that guru, the Christs. They have cultivated the perfection of generosity, moral ethics, patience, wisdom awareness, meditative concentration. And we can speak of all of these another time, but one of those six perfections is the perfection of perseverance. You have no many, no idea how many times I would get there and go, no, please, I don't want to learn perseverance. I wanted to learn generosity because then that means I was rich. <laughs> well, there's many ways to be generous. And we're speaking of the perfection, the paramita, the great perfection of perseverance. Let's go back to the dear Benedictine monk, Bede Griffiths. Perseverance is the essential requirement in the practice of yoga. Yoga means to yoke the mind. Stop allowing your mind to wander and go wherever it wants. And we follow like a human with a wild dog, and it can't be controlled by the leash, so it runs us all through the brambles. Pull the rein in on the mind. That is yoga. Perseverance is the essential requirement in the practice of yoga. It has to be done day by day, week by week year by year, until the mind is brought to the still point where it is open to the grace of God. Perseverance is the threshold. It is a practice. And as I come to the end of this podcast, sharing my humble thoughts about my experience with perseverance, I can tell you it is worth it. I came close to giving up in the most lethal way a few times. And now I can say how grateful I am for how else could I express to you the power of perseverance if I didn't have to grapple with it. Deaths, loss, grief, illness, so many things and failures that I experienced, I had no idea they would help me sit here in this moment and hopefully my deepest hope communicate to you, my sisters and brothers, that we must persevere until the light within us completely overcomes any dark thought. 
and we join with all the other lights to help all beings persevere, never give up, never, 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 never give up. You cannot fail because of who you are, and who you are is not up for question. You cannot change the reality of who you are. You can only change who you think you are. Persevering in loving and forgiving. Persevere in helping yourself and being kind to yourself. It must begin there. I hope you persevere with these podcasts. I hope they are helping you. Whatever tight place you're in, you're right on the edge. And look at the whole planet has this capacity. We can see this all differently. It is a great challenge. But if we persevere, we will see that nothing is happening that can threaten the reality of the indestructible nature of love. Nothing is happening that can threaten the indestructible nature of the divine. Nothing is happening that can threaten the indestructible nature of wisdom, compassion. Nothing is happening that can threaten the self, and that is who you are. May your path continue to unfold. And here I bow to all the teachers of all directions, of all times, and of all traditions. We thank you for coming to us each in our own way. What I need, I receive through my teacher, and all beings have that capacity and access. May you persevere on this path to love and this pilgrimage home to where you never left. And so again, my hands are folded here at my heart in Namaskar. I behold the light in you as you behold it in me, and we behold it in all others without exception. I thank you for listening to Deep Soul Dialogue. And may you discover the truth of who you really are on this network, this channel, this podcast. I send my love. My thanks. Until next time, peace. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.